Welcome to Beauty Aside. I'm your host, Gentry Quinn, former high school dropout turned beauty entrepreneur. And each week, I'm going to be serving you up some digestible beauty bites and inspiring stories that really flip the script on everything you think you know about the beauty and entertainment industry. Today, if you're just now joining us, we're talking about aging, crepey skin, and I'm sure you're going to get lots of other good pro tips from us. Claire and I actually went to aesthetic school, believe it or not, years ago together here in Austin, Texas. And now, as I mentioned, she lives in London. She has such a wealth of beauty knowledge. Uh, and you guys are in for a treat. So Claire, I think she's coming on now. Hi, honey. Hi. Sorry. How I'm are you? Really late here. I think it's, it's nine o'clock here. What time is it there? Yeah, that's important for people to know, right? It's only three o'clock here and it's nine o'clock there. So you're getting all cozy and I'm like ready to start the day running errands. <laughs> you're like the beginning of the day where like the makeup looks great and I'm at the end of it where I'm, I'm just struggling to keep my eyes open, but it's so good to see you. And well, um, if I may say so, you always look beautiful. So that's not even a thing. Okay. You always look beautiful and perfect naturally without even any makeup, it's annoying. But uh, thanks for taking the time at the end of your day to be here with us today. And I know you have so much fun. I, every time we talk, we have so much fun. And we're gonna have so much fun giving other people info about aging skin, crepey skin. I get that a lot. In fact, I was just talking with some girlfriends this past weekend and mm -hmm. they were asking me about what they could do for their legs. And as you know, I, you know, I can, I can talk and I will speak to like the hydration and things like that, that can help with that type of skin. But I know you have a lot more treatments to tell us about or if people are, you know, if they're like, you know what, a cream is just, I don't have time for creams or I want something, you know, I want something, I want to go a little bit deeper. Uh, can you tell us your thoughts on that? Yeah. So, um, for body, I think for body treatments and probably face treatments, the best thing for skin tightening really is radio frequency. So, um, I think a lot of people have probably heard of Thermage or Thermi RF or I think Profound is a new one. And, um, what radio frequency does, it's non-surgical and it's on the, on the scale of waves, it's a low wave frequency. So it's like your microwave or Wi-Fi even your cell phone versus I'd say an x-ray machine is high wave. So we're working on a low wave and what a low wave does, stimulates heat in the dermis. And there's clinical studies to suggest that if a patient is exposed to, I'd say about 46 degrees Celsius for about three minutes therapeutically, we see actually shock, I believe they're called short shock wave proteins and they actually increase the collagen production. So it's amazing what RF can do for the body. Um, it's completely non-surgical. And I think the only real downside to it is you have to maintain it. You have to go back and have like a top up. You have to do it quite often. And there is a risk of burning. So if you don't go to the practitioner, if the machine is, are, like, let's say FDA cleared, you want to look out for those things because if the machine is maybe knockoff for China or not a quality machine, a patient can run the risk of burning themselves, but it's a great treatment. It can be used 
I've seen great results on bums, toms, thighs. Um, it's really, really, really great um, in terms of building, building collagen, but also I would say hydrating the skin and getting it back at a, a more supple level for sure. And I think it's important for people to realize that collagen actually is just the sun damage. So it, it's a hand in hand with sun damage. You get pigment from, from the sun, but you also do get collagen destruction from sun damage because it destroys the fibers of collagen. And it's really, really important that we, we try to make protect it. You know what? I'm so glad. Thank you for mentioning that because I, when I started off, I was just so excited. Let's talk about preppy skin that I kind of forgot that some people might not really understand what it is or what causes it. So I think we should elaborate on that because prevention is so wonderful too. If you can prevent from getting the damage, it's a lot easier to prevent it than it is to correct it. But thank goodness we do have these treatments as you're mentioning to correct it. So, you know, what I've seen and what I've experienced with crepey skin is really, you know, when the skin gets thinned out, like you said, there's a loss of collagen and elastin, just mm -hmm. like your face. You can get it anywhere in your body. A lot of the times it is brought on by sun damage, but it kind of has, you know, unlike just the cellulite, which is like the dimples and the way that that looks, it's really kind of like, it creates like a sagging effect. Of like yeah. Thin yeah. tissue, right? Is that what yeah, you Yeah. I mean, you, I think for for women, we, we usually see it, I would say, in the what we call bingo wings, so not the flattering term, but underneath the arms. We usually see it on the jawline here. Those are the first signs. We can start seeing laxity if you pinch the skin and actually test it this way. Um, with collagen, I think take it a step back, and a lot of people don't actually know what collagen is. So collagen's a protein, and it's, it's completely profound within the body. So it's in the gut lining, it's in bones, teeth, nails, um, different parts, really, it's all over. It's really the glue that holds the body together. A lot of people don't know that collagen actually doesn't just come from sun damage, but smoking, obviously heavy excess of alcohol and drinking, so lifestyle, and funny enough, high, high intakes of sugar actually kill collagen. So we start with what we call the collagen mother. We've got loads of collagen when we're born, and we start losing that, probably about the age of 25, it starts to decrease. For females, we really start seeing it about age 35 to 40. And then postmenopausal, it's pretty much game over for collagen. So it's really important to what I call feed the collagen bank around then. Yeah, really important. Anything Well, free? give us something to look forward to, Claire. Give us something <laughs> to look forward to. Come on. Come on. You're like, great. Perfect. But the well, good thing is, you know, there's good news. There's loads of treatments out there that you can do nowadays for, um, I'd say, skin tightening and Again, uh, my partner, I don't know if he's still watching this, but um, he's an injector. And we do see a lot of female patients that come in complaining a lot about the jowling here, almost particularly right here as well. This gets a lot heavier as we age. And he's an injector and he usually treats the mid face here in the cheeks with dermafiller to actually give lift. And what we're trying to do is some, I would say somewhat mimic collagen and the fact that we're trying to add volume back where we've, we've actually lost it previously. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. So uh, going back to some things that we can do before we get to that point, you know, um, protecting the skin, wearing SPF, even on the body, if you're going to be at the beach, uh, we always tend to think, especially as women, I believe, you know, protect the face, protect the face. Mm -hmm. which, that's what everyone sees. And that's true. But, you know, if you look at my legs from not wearing sunscreen, you know, you'll notice like little brown spots all over from melanin from, you yeah. know what I mean? Increased melanin. So 
protecting the body. Also, you mentioned hydration, which I think is really important, keeping that skin hydrated. And I think sometimes people get confused between um, hydrators, things that are good for dehydrated skin and dry skin, because it is, it's very confusing. And when you use oils, I know a lot of people love, I, I love coconut oil, first of all, but I know a lot of people use that just for lotion. And actually a long time ago, believe it or not, I did too. I would just you know, dip it out and use it. However, it's an occlusive agent, which is really great if you already have soft, supple, hydrated skin, right when you get out of the shower, there's moisture there, you put the coconut oil on, it seals the deal. However, if you're lacking the moisture, then you really need something like a humectant, like with aloe or glycerin or hyaluronic acid, things like that to help, you know, push, put that moisture, bring that moisture back up to the cells of the skin and help you retain it. So I think that's the kind of the misnomer with the marketed moisturizers out there. If you're wanting to rehydrate your skin, you need to look for those humectants. Mm. And I know that you also do uh, injections in the form of hyaluronic acid, which our body, I think a lot of people may not know that our body naturally produces that. And then as we age, you know, we lose a lot of collagen and elastin, things like that that you were talking about. We also can use, lose, excuse me, hyaluronic acid. Can you tell us about the hyaluronic acid fillers and what they can do for you if you're, if those out there yeah. watching are interested? So hyaluronic acid, I think, it gets lumped to just being an injectable in terms of dermafiller, but actually it's used for a lot of other injectables. So we actually use it in sports therapy, but it is injected into joints as well uh, for orthopedics. Um, it's also used in other injectable forms for the face that's not necessarily a dermafiller, okay? So it's not always used to volumize the skin. Most of the times it's used as, I would say, a mesotherapy, so that will hydrate the skin and it will give a nice dewy effect and it will actually help with dull, lackluster, dehydrated skin. It's just the preferred, I would say, ingredient for dermafillers, and that's more volumizing because of its safety profile and the fact that it is dissolvable and that it can be, from a pharmaceutical manufacturer perspective, tailored to the, I'd say, area of the face that it's intended to be used. So, for instance, we wouldn't use a product that you would maybe use for the lips, necessarily for the jawline down to bone the products will be different. And so therefore the percentage of hyaluronic acid will be different because of how much you'll need. Um, I think if you're on the fence about getting injectables and you want to go down the dermafiller route, I always stress like go to a doctor, have a consultation, um, look online, make sure you're using really good products. Um, I also would say, make sure you go in and if, if you're still nervous about it, maybe try something like a mesotherapy. So it's kind of like, baby filler because it's not going to add any volume it's not going to change the the shape of your face so dharma fillers will change the shape of your face but something like a mesotherapy will not it's purely high and you can still get the benefits of having hyaluronic acid but i think it's amazing it, it does remarkable things for patients um and it's you know it's used for loads of therapies it's great i mean it's really great topically as well you can eat it pretty much it's great well you could maybe don't but <laughs> Consult with no. your physician first. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so what are you drinking, by the way? Um, I see you're drinking something. We're on video. Tea? Me too. Oh, cute. <laughs> 
for those out there just listening, we are having our tea time together today. And this is so special. So Claire, let's talk about, uh, you know, anti-aging in general, because crepiness is sort of a byproduct of, you know, these aging things that we're talking about. So I, I know we've talked about it before when we did our podcast, our first podcast together, we talked about retinols and they're kind of tried and true. Um, is there anything like, do you find that it's a perfect combination for people that are wanting to maximize their results? Uh, do you find that, that them doing, you know, like injectables or, or a certain treatment that you guys offer and maybe doing a cream at night kind of helps elevate the results at all? And if so, can you share what those treatments and, and creams might be or ingredients might be? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, I think it's kind of like your car in terms of, and I hate to use that as an analogy for skincare, but you actually can, I would say, increase your results by just tweaking a few things in here and adding like the add-ons. So you would do the same thing with the car. If you ordered like a high-end car, you'd be like, oh, do you know what? I want warm seat. I'm going to add that in. So the idea is the same for skincare. You want to improve your skincare, but actually pay a little bit more. You can get better results. So we usually recommend patients to be on prescription-grade skincare. It depends on what their condition is. So they might have acne, so that might be an issue to tackle before something like a retinol to you know, eliminate the, I'd say, uh, pustules and the reactive skin. Um, but what we recommend is a retinol-based um, night cream. So they'll use retinol in the evening. And then I, I really love a vitamin C because I just think it's incredible for the skin. You wouldn't want to use a vitamin C serum on oily skin types because it will make you break out worse. So avoid that if you've, you're quite oily. And if you do, if you are maybe more oily and T-zone, you just want to use vitamin C, I would say, on the cheeks and avoid the oily T-zone and save that for for maybe like a, just a light moisture evening. But I would say the best two products you could definitely buy for your skin would be retinol and a vitamin C and SPF. That's it. It's nothing more complicated Girl. than that. Really isn't. It really, really isn't. Seriously, I'm like always preaching about simplicity and I just don't think anyone really believes us. <laughs> I just don't think, I think it's not sexy enough. You know, it's not what the next influencer comes out with. I'm like, guys, there are just things, retinol, you mentioned three of the things and that those are really the essential three things. And I would just add niacinamide to it because I'm like a huge, huge fan and it can help with so many anti-aging things. But those three things, I always say SPF is your anti-aging BFF. Because it's preventing all of the, not all, but a lot, a lot, a lot of the damage to begin with. So if people could just start there. It's a simple, do your SPF during the day. Uh, obviously, you want to wash your skin and all that kind of stuff. But I'm just saying, as a general, vitamin C, every, almost everyone can benefit from that. Obviously, there's different forms of vitamin C, right? So you want a high-quality one, and some people might be a little bit, uh, vitamin C might be a little too sensitive if they get a product that's a little too strong. So sometimes you have to kind of mess around with the right vitamin C. Do yeah. you have very specific, um, is there a very specific active line that you guys use or any certain products that you just like love, love, love that you can yeah. tell us about? I love, we use the Abaji range. I personally use Abaji. I love it. I swear by it. It's not as natural, I think, as most people would like it to be. I love Abaji and I love the Zeto range. Those are probably the only two things I use. Um, and personally, I don't use more than three pieces of skincare. That's it. 
That's this is coming it. from an esthetician, guys, a skincare <laughs> expert that has works with a clinic that does all kinds of beauty treatments. Okay, she uses three products. Now I know those are those might you know I, I like to say, like if something works, don't fix it. Like if you have a recipe that works don't fix it. And then when the season changes, if you have different things that come up, then you need to like tweak the recipe. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. And I think when you and I were taking, well, you clients still, I think when I was still taking clients doing skincare, it was common for me to have patients that would be almost like cystic acne. And clearly there was something going on with their diet, their lifestyle. And then they would use really aggressive skincare because they would think that would kill the bacteria. I used to always hear that. I want to kill the bacteria. And when you do that, it actually strips the skin of this natural sebum and actually causes acne even worse, more prolific. I think when you are at that point, you definitely have to scale it back and less is more. Um, you could even use water for a cleanser at night if you've got prolific acne and something really mild to tackle it during, during, during the day. And that would be better than actually using, I'd say more aggressive treatments. It's really common for patients to think that and you need a clinic when we were working together in Texas, where they think they need like laser treatments and all these other treatments when really truly they just need to scale back the amount of skincare they're using. It's actually causing more damage than it is than good. Um, and that goes for natural skincare as well. I think some people can like go over the top. I know you've seen it where you're like, okay, hey, less oils, like let's just rein it in a bit. Um, but it's amazing what when you can find the right skincare line for you for you amazing what we do for patients and and for people's confidence I definitely think like being on a skincare regimen is so important especially as we as women it's it's it, it's paramount to us getting the results we want to maintain I'd say even a baseline of preventing fine lines and wrinkles but also pigment um that's a huge thing for me coming from Texas to England I don't have to worry about hyperpigmentation as much but that was such an issue in Texas because there was constant yeah and the amount of patients I would see for laser treatments here was pretty shocking. And it was just because women would forget to put skin, any kind of SPF on here. They would just put their makeup on and skip the process completely. And then they would do the retinols at night. And what happens with the retinol is it ends up thinning your skin because it's actually causing the cell turnover rate to increase. And that's why like really nice glowing skin and pigment is obviously diminished with the use of retinol. But because of that, we have to be mindful and just protect the skin a bit more. That's why I love doing these types of things with people like you. You hit the nail on the head because we're helping educate. It's so important to know why you're doing something. Yeah. Ah, I'm a huge proponent of that. Like I can't, you can't just tell me Gentry use this product and I'll be like, oh, sounds good. I want to know why. I want to flip over the back and look at the ingredients first and understand. And you, if you tell me it's, that it helps with puffiness and dark circles, it's like, oh, that's cool. Let me look at the ingredients. So I think that that was really important, what you mentioned. Um, and just, you know, understanding really is what I'm taking away. What it, why you're using the products that you're using. Um, and not again, not just falling for the latest thing that's marketed to us from like the influencer, because what you don't understand is that the influencers have different skin than you do. And aside from them being sponsored and stuff, they, they have, and it doesn't mean that those aren't good products. It just means that it might not be the product for you. So, 
I do want to thank you for sharing that. Any last minute anti-aging tips, pro tips you want to give out tonight, Ms. Claire? Yeah, I think the best thing I can say, and I've got some friends here, and they all own great clinics. And I think the thing that we have to remember is that not one treatment will solve everything. And I think that happens a lot. We go into some sort of, say, a facial or a laser treatment or injectables. And I think even myself, I'm guilty of it, and patients are as well, that one treatment will solve all of your fine lines and wrinkles, and it won't. Because we're having to address years of aging, and aging actually represents different, it looks different on everybody, and fine lines and wrinkles will appear in different areas for different reasons anatomically. So if you've got deep forehead lines, that's going to be a different issue versus, say, you know, a deep line right here, what we call like a smoker's line of the lip. And I think it's really important to go to a nurse or a doctor and actually have a proper consultation about what's causing that and why it's bothering you, but also putting a full plan together. It's not going to be solved by just a cream and it's not going to be solved just by Botox and it's not going to be solved just by radiofrequency. We usually have to use all of those things to get the results for a patient. And I think that's really important for us to be mindful of that you can't just go in and have treatment and solve solve all your problems it's not a quick it's a quick fix solution aging isn't it's very complex a lot of it is we've got a saying 50 percent of what a therapist does in treatment affects the skin but actually the patient i think controls probably 50 percent at home and that has to do with their diet and lifestyle and drinking water and taking care of themselves really sleeping at night it's just the really it's the free things actually in life water and sleep um <laughs> it's so be. true yeah thank you so much for your honesty i just love that and i think that's another good takeaway for people to have here if you're going to an esthetician or a clinic uh, seeing a dermatologist a doctor whomever it is if they just want to throw one product at you or one service at you one time um or if they're in a rush if they're not listening if they're not asking questions I think that that's not the right place or doctor or clinic for you. You really want someone that is willing to ask all of the questions and really try to give you some comprehensive understanding. It doesn't have to be complicated and long and big, but just a, just a comprehensive understanding of what it's going to take. And then, you know, the 50% of it, as you mentioned, is really up to them. Like you have to be committed if you need results as much as what you do at home matters just as much as whatever it is that you do, quite frankly, in the clinic, especially if you want to prolong those, those good effects of whatever it is you're getting injections. And I have to say, I don't know why I just have to say this. This is so funny to me because you're just one of my it, like total BFFs for life. Just putting that out there for everybody. Oh, I no, I'm serious. It made me laugh the other day because I do so many videos on, you know, like natural remedies, even though I have to say this a real quick note, I do not subscribe to natural is always better because some people are actually allergic to natural ingredients. And so when people come to me and they're like, I just want to be all natural, no matter what, I'm yeah. like, I totally get it. I feel you like I do too. It's my preference, but sometimes it might not be the best choice for you. So I have to throw that out there. But I do a lot of videos because I do love facial massage. It's one of my favorite things ever. I love how you can change away the skin, lays, you know, light will lie over the muscle, all that kind of stuff. We learned that type of stuff at Aveda too with acupressure points, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So healthy for your skin and increasing blood circulation, all this stuff. And I looked at one of the, the, the Viva Skin 
clinics, uh, TikToks the other day, and you were on there kind of mimicking <laughs> the person doing the facial massage, being like, this is not going to get rid of your deep wrinkles. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so funny. I think the last video I did was like on, you know, on mas facial massage, but it just shows that it really does take a combination of efforts and everything is very bio-individual. That's what, that's what that tells me. It's like, there's not just one thing that's gonna solve like all of your issues. Uh, there may be one thing that helps a lot, but also there's not one thing that's gonna be perfect for everyone. You know, if you've had those deeper lines, stuff like you, what, to your point, if you have those deeper lines, you probably do want to consider doing things like the services that you guys offer with the injections because you just can't get that from just massaging your face. But I do think massaging your face and doing those things every single day is a wonderful way uh, to to achieve maintenance and kind of keep keep things. From hey, if it keeps you happy, go for it. But I think my so my problem with that, and that's why I posted this, and it really bothers me. <laughs> I don't like misleading advertising in beauty. I think it's wrong. And I think there should be regulations around what we say to patients, including the general public, about saying that a massage will get rid of your fine lines and wrinkles. I'm here to tell you right now, that is impossible. Physically, it's impossible to massage a wrinkle out of your face. It's not going to happen. And I don't think it's right that these big corporate companies are basically telling women that if you massage your face aggressively, you're then going to get volume in your face. And that's not how it works. That's not, you're not going to massaging a muscle. You've lost volume in your fat pads. You're, that's, you can't massage a fat pad bigger. That's how it works. And I think it's, I think it's time that um, I take people a bit more and give them the power to make the decision of what treatment's right for them instead of saying this is trendy natural this works you know the word natural is so overused and i think when i pulled a beta I actually, and it's not regulated i just want to throw that out there as much as i love natural stuff it's not regulated unregulated and i'm like queen of natural i went to beta with you i didn't use a single chemical in my body i went vegan for a while i am like the anti i would say an antichrist of dermafillers and when i was 20 but <laughs> i think the thing is i was so wrapped up in this false marketing that I wasn't actually able to make a clear decision for myself. That's the problem with the beauty industry at the moment. I don't think it's transparent enough for men and women to make an educated decision on the right treatment for them. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope this was helpful. If you are loving this beauty content as much as we're loving creating it, then cruise on over to iTunes and subscribe to our channel. Let us know what you think in the comments so that we can keep producing this great free content for you week after week. Don't forget to connect with us online at Gentry Quinn Makeup and check our show notes out for all the details of today's episode. And remember, until next time, the more you know, the more you glow. Ciao for now.